A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Where on earth are you from? We're from England, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England marched through to the quarters where they'll face France. It's Monday, 5th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. pleasing to have Luke Moore back in the studio. That's not the main highlight here. That's not the headline of today's show by any means. But thank you. It's good to be back. Oh, as soon as we get into the knockouts and England win, the big man's back. Got an injury. Are you still going to take me? I won't be, I won't be available for the group stage. Are you still going to take me? A later dish that we were all yeah. waiting for. Everybody. What hey. a show to come back on. Well, I'll tell you what. It was a wonderful England win. They beat Senegal 3-0, of course. And uh, I haven't checked the fixtures who they've got in the next round. So let's just enjoy this. <laughs> you already said it in the intro. <laughs> just glossed oh, over yeah. it. Already... Through to the quarters, France. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, chaps, where, where, where do we begin? I think we should start with something that a lot of people won't know. And we have to thank Ed on Twitter for pointing this out. That there is... Psychic reindeer, yeah. Um, don't question that in Gloucestershire called Sven, which predicted England to win. Thought that might be relevant. 
What the thing is, I've seen the video, and what they've done is they've got a reindeer, yeah. and they've put an England flag on one bucket and a Senegal flag on. Oh, I know bucket, how it works. And they put food in it, right? Yes, yeah. And the and the, and the more and, food in the England bucket. And the rain, the reindeer, the reindeer's chosen the bucket. It chose the England bucket, hence the prediction. Mm. My problem here is what's psychic about it? No, <laughs> there's nothing psychic about it. It's not. It's not telling you what someone else is thinking. Uh, it's just eating out of a yeah. bucket. It might have chosen the bucket because it's got some other un- otherwise unknown mm. knowledge about football that we don't know about. Yeah. But it's not psychic. Well, I think uh, it's called Sven because I think it's a balding smoothie of a reindeer. <laughs> right? Is that the that the official? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it had the massive horns. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I know that everyone's thinking. Hang on, it's 2022. We just beat Senegal through it. Why are you talking about him? Well, don't yeah. worry. That's it. We're we're done. Well, um, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose in a, in a in an indirect way, uh, he sort of mentioned it because here's a stat for you: England won six knockout matches between 1968 and 2016. Hmm. Six. Yeah. And we often think that we've got great history and pedigree yeah. in international football. Well, that suggests otherwise. Gareth Southgate has now won six in his time in charge. Obviously. His time in charge was earlier than this, but in tournaments, uh, 2018 to obviously now, 2022. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's impressive, isn't it? And yeah. it's worth remembering because I think there are some a lot of fans and maybe a lot of people working in football media who sometimes get a bit negative about Southgate. It's very negative. He likes yeah. to play and whether the time... I mean, a lot of the chat leading up to this tournament was whether this would be his last tournament, whether the time's up, mm-hmm. whether they need to find someone who will quote-unquote take the handbrake off and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, so it's worth pointing out that we are living in a golden... Era, we're living through a golden era of, of England f- mm-hmm. fandom, really. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not, not really had no one realistically of our age can, can remember anything like this. But I think sometimes when people talk about the handbrake, you need direction on the car because sometimes mm. if, if you release the handbrake, it just sort of rolls down a hill and smashes or goes into yeah. the river, yeah. which we've seen before. Very much so. And also, has anyone who's saying that England needs to take the handbrake off ever driven with the handbrake on? Yeah. <laughs> if, <someone> wants, <laughs> if they have, yeah. they don't, they're not worthy of an opinion here. I think so. Because that's mad. It is mad. Most uh, modern cars, you can't even do it. They're automatic <laughs> handbrakes now. It's silly. Well, this is it. So um, we should go, I think, to... I mean, I look at David Cartledge, who's, who's contributed... Uh, Misery guts. <laughs> He contributed very well to this podcast yeah. uh, on On the Continent and, of course, uh, to the Football Ramble. He, he described uh, Henderson's uh, potential inclusion in this game as disgusting. And uh, Jordan Henderson answered a lot of his critics and uh, and Jude Bellingham seemed very, very pleased mm. as well. And you talk about, you know, reindeers and headbutting. Is he from Sunderland? Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, you know, no, no regional bias. <laughs> no, I just wondered if they're sort of kind of beef at school or something. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Henderson uh, played very, very well and scored the first England goal to really calm everything down because that first half an hour yeah, it was it... a little bit sketchy and it, and it involved two, not just one, look at the replays, two fantastic saves. Yeah. The one where... Um, was it uh, Dai, the, the the forward who who it was judged that he was knocked he knocked it over the bar and a corner wasn't given. Pickford's made a brilliant save there. It was yeah. it was Schmeichel-esque, you know, the way he did it, and you could see him sort of celebrate. Not too much. You don't want to alarm the referee to give the corner. Uh, but but it, you know, there, there was there was two. Oh, I love a goal kick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. But there was two opportunities there, Jim, and it yeah, was an easy pickings. And in that in that first period, it, it I expected the game to be a little bit stodgy and England to essentially go safety first as they often do and I think it should do because the results speak for themselves as, as we've just discussed in terms of those knockout wins um, but the flip side of that is it can sometimes be a bit stodgy and seem a bit safe and feel a bit too pedestrian um, but what I really enjoyed about this display was that it was 
pragmatic and yep. it was mature. But now because England have raised the level of their players mm -hmm. and they, they, they've been together for such a long time, when it did start to click, it also became really entertaining. Yeah. Like that, the Henderson goal was floodgates opening, essentially, wasn't it? They, yeah. they were able to assert their dominance there. But, mm -hmm. you know, Senegal showed they needed to be respected a little bit as well. They, they did create some good chances. That Pickford save with his left hand as yes. well was absolutely fantastic. It so, was, and it was needed. I mean, if that goes in, obviously, it changes the, the complexion. I should say it was... Um, uh, Dia, who was the, the striker, I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused with uh, somebody from the past. Mm. But uh, <laughs> but yes, I, but that's the thing. Look, you know, was a little bit, and, and I, I, I'll be honest with you. That first half an hour, I thought, oh no, is, is this going to play like the bloody US game but, where they they don't really get out of it? But of course they did. But I wonder if there's some kind of um, deliberate ploy here, mm. and this is starting to become. I feel like it's a bit of a pattern. I, I think that Southgate and England, if you look at some key moments, not just in this World Cup, but back in the Euros as well. Second game in the Euros against Scotland, it was a bit like that. It was, and and feels to me that in that Scotland game, in the USA game, maybe in the first half an hour or so of of this game, it was a bit like, look, this is a really important moment for different reasons. Scotland, I would say, also the US. It's a bit of a derby game. The mm -hmm. US, it's a game that I felt like, and we did mm -hmm. the, we did the shows together in the mm -hmm. Leeds World mm -hmm. Cup. We spoke to some American broadcasters and stuff. That was the game they really wanted to win. With England, it was it was Scotland. Was the England game? Scott, sorry, but Scotland the England game was the game they really wanted to win. Sure. And then with this, your first knockout game, just take it easy. No, I'm not saying Feel England, the game out. But yeah, I'm not saying yeah. that England could do whatever they want whenever they want because they're so good. Senegal, I felt like had a deliberate tactic to try to push really hard, yeah. press really early, yeah. and try and hit England cold. And then because England struggled with that. Well, in in these knockout games, and it happens in the final group games as well. But in these knockout games, particularly. A goal, goals are huge. They, they really change the, the complexion mm. because you can't then just go, right, what are we going to do here? You've got to come out. Which is why Pickford's saves were so crucial. Really important. Yeah. So so I think it was a more of a case of weathering the storm because I think England knew they were better than Senegal mm. and they did that and then they were able just to go through the gears. I, I feel like if another team had gone through the gears in that way, kept it tight, and Southgate said himself after the game, we were a bit sticky with the ball in the first half an hour and I think he just meant that we were a bit mm -hmm. slow. Yeah. Like, he, didn't say, he, didn't, he didn't say that, oh, we... we 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 approached it. I left the handbrake on. Yeah. <laughs> as I am a fraud. Yeah. What's that smell? Um, he said he said that you know they were a bit sticky. Maybe he wanted to move the ball a bit quicker, but still fill the game out. Mm. Other than that, I thought it was pretty good execution of the game plan. Yeah. Really, oh, very much so. Is there an argument that Southgate's going? We've like traditionally one of our big problems is scoring too early. Mm -hmm. So in, yeah, we're not happen. going to even try to score yeah. in the first half an hour of any mm. knockout. Well, game that would be more to relevant. Rid ourselves of that problem. Yeah, that would be more relevant in France against France because it, it tends to be in, too, yes, too, it's, score too early against teams who are equal or yeah. better. First um, seven minutes, I reckon. Yeah, okay. we'll score in the first seven minutes and have a really nervy time. Well, we'll really, talk about that later. Indeed, we will. Uh, I think England were very, very ruthless with the chances they made, and that was the thing that impressed me about them the most. Actually, I mean, delighted that we kept a clean sheet as well. Mm -hmm. Because towards the end, where they're managing the game, you're always, you always you naturally invite a bit more pressure on. Yep. And I think when you're three 0 up, it's mm -hmm. a lot more reasonable than one 0 obviously. But those chances were, um, you know, it, it wasn't like they were carving Senegal open at will, was it? They were really, really clinical. Mm -hmm. Senegal left a lot of space, though. And I remember thinking as the game was, it was, it was a lovely move, Henderson's goal. Yeah. And great for Henderson. What about that celebration with him and Jude Bellingham? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to merge into one person. I think oh. so. Uh, who, to who create a super midfield. Who could have predicted the tedium of Liverpool fans this morning saying, oh, that's basically what he's coming to Liverpool. That's why he's coming to Liverpool in the summer. So Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were saying, well, if you watch Henderson every week, you know, he's always tapping him in with his left foot. It, it, does, appear that, <laughs> it, does, it does appear that Liverpool players have been like man-marking Jude Bellingham in the picture. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I'd want my players to be doing that as well. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And can we talk about Bellingham's got, um, 
um, involvement in in the second goal. Well, you can talk about it in the first goal as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was there. But you're right. So so when England scored that goal, there was suddenly a lot of space in 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 behind. And actually, with Senegal, I suspect that maybe they then quickly tried to push too much. And actually, if they, if they look back on it, okay, one nil down. All right, let's just maybe see this, the half out. But suddenly there was space, and I remember thinking to myself, England could really not kill the game off because I think that's a bit too disrespectful and a bit naive especially in this World Cup where we've seen the shocks but that second goal would be huge yeah. and, and and there were times when England came forward and the final pass maybe just wasn't quite there or whatever but as you say as the clock was ticking down and the Senegal and England broke and Bellingham suddenly galloped forward I thought the referee might blow up actually yeah, but did. the way he was doing it and the way he shifts onto that left foot to slot it to Foden was glorious yeah. midfield playing. And the ball from Foden and the finish from Kane were both exceptional as well. Mm. It was a really, really high quality goal. Yeah, you Kane, can't, Kane I mean, wasn't missing that. If you're the referee, you can't blow up there. Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, they can blow up anytime they want. I know, but I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> and I, and I, I do think... I next do think, round, mate, we might be thinking, oi. Well, I hope not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think you can't, in, that cir- in those circumstances, and it's not meant to be disrespectful to any opponent, but in that circumstance there last night, I think you do say that second goal kills them. Mm, it's, yeah. it, it's a heartbreaker. It is. Like you, they, they, go into, they go into the game, they start well, they have a few chances, they fancy it, they're in this, it's an even game. At 1-0, you've always got a chance, but you probably feel hard done by at 1-0 if you're Senegal. Yeah. To have that second goal yeah. break your heart just before half-time against a team with that much quality. And bearing in mind that you could argue, with the possible exception of, I don't know, maybe Brazil, England have probably got the strongest bench in the tournament. Right, mm. you know, worse is to come. You know, look at the players that are going to come on: yeah. Rashford, Mount. You, know, you and England, England didn't actually Grealish. England didn't use all their mm-hmm. um, attacking weapons because they didn't need to. They thought they'd give Phillips some minutes. They mm. give Dyer a few minutes. Mm. Yeah, you know, they they had the luxury of doing that in the end. But the point being, if you have your heart broken like that at half time, and you know there's probably a lot yeah. worse to come because these players who are coming in want to prove themselves as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, we we always get criticism for particularly I do anyway for for kind of coming across as arrogant when England have a good win and stuff like that. So I am choosing my words carefully here, but there's nothing to suggest that what we saw last night after the first half an hour or so, Senegal could deal with England at all. Mm. England were a cut above Senegal, and I don't even really think they needed to do that much. Yeah. Um, and that's um, and that's worth pointing out. And I just to say just to say my piece on Bellingham. Um, I'm not saying he is, and I'm not saying he even will be because I don't know. But he's the best midfield prospect I've ever seen yeah. at England. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, um, there's no real comparison that I can think of. Because I was trying to think about it on the way in this morning, and the only player I could think of that I was had, had the, as much potential as 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 him as an England player was Wayne Rooney. But that's in a, I feel that's in a completely different way. As well, was in, in the same way, way with Gascoigne, yeah. that Gascoigne was well. a, little bit, yeah. a little bit different. And if you look at the great England midfield players of our time watching England. Immediately, you're going to think of three players. Mm-hmm. You're going to think of Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard, and Paul Scholes. You think of those three players. You give me those names. I can tell you a weakness in their game. Mm-hmm. Frank Lampard wasn't that quick. Stephen Gerrard lost his head a bit. Mm-hmm. Paul Scholes couldn't tackle. For example, I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. negative about. It. I'm just saying this, mm-hmm. and maybe those things start to manifest themselves across the course of a career because yep, no yeah. one's perfect. Mm-hmm. With Bellingham, I don't. I, if someone comes in here and says to me, "There's a load of things he can't do," mm-hmm. I'm not having that. No. I can't. I can't agree with that. There's nothing. Shifting the ball from one foot to the other, taking it in tight spaces. He's strong. He glides across the pitch. He like score a, goals. Like well. a Vieira. He scores goals. He, he's, he's got everything in his locker at 19. And if he continues the progress he's, 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 he's making at the moment, he, he, I mean, I agree with Phil Foden. He probably will be the best midfielder well, in the world. Phil Foden was a bit like, I don't want to put pressure on. I don't, <laughs> da, 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 da. But he could be the best midfielder in the world. Right? <laughs> that, yeah, okay. I, mean, I, th- I think there's every <clears> chance he could be. Yeah, indeed, yeah. I, I, but, he, but he was superb. And it was interesting because Southgate went for the 4-3-3. 
and it will be interesting to see what he does against France. He has to stick with that. Well, OK. But, but with that midfield three, with Rice providing uh, cover to the defence, it does... Um, a free up Bellingham yes. to get forward and you see what he does when he goes down he makes those overlapping runs and helps out Foden you know ex- exactly what he did for the first goal it, it, it was glorious play and and also with Henderson as well he gets forward as we saw for, for the first goal do you think Henderson will start against France? Well, quite possibly but as I say well, maybe we'll come on to that in a minute because we do need to talk about that uh, England fan holding up the World Cup trophy who looked a bit like Steve McLaren yes <laughs> Do. Jim, that's much more important <laughs> than talking about England's next opponents. Well, okay? What it reminded me of, because unfortunately it wasn't. There's a man who looked a bit like Steve McLaren in the crowd. So <laughs> if you give us five minutes, we'll do France after that. Well, I just, I, he needs to be there <laughs> yeah. for the France game. But you know, when you know, in Remembrance Sunday this year, um, when the, the, the ceremonies happen, you have all of, all of the former prime ministers. That's true. It's like, yeah. Oh, Liz Truss is there. That's weird. She's yeah. always going to be Steve there. Steve McLaren went there. They, they, no, but they should do that for, for yeah. knockout games. You have them all sat in a row. Sam Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. The great thing is, you mentioned that, and I thought to myself straight away: all the ones I can remember, oh. I've got nothing else on. No. <laughs> nothing. Exactly. Yeah, they're not doing anything. So let's get them in there. Put them there. A yeah. certain Swede would be there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have one of them sat on Gareth's right shoulder. Yeah. One of them sat on the left shoulder. Uh-huh. Sam Adams can be the evil one. Yeah. Sven could be the good one. Yeah. Oof, okay. Is he happy with that? Uh, it depends what situation. What about? It's a big night, that is. Work with, work with <laughs> Sven's me the good where's, one. Where's Capello? <laughs> work with me here. Work with me here. Every England manager on each other's shoulders mm. and a massive trench coat. Uh-huh. It's like a 30 foot manager. Yeah. Telling me that's not going to intimidate France. Keegan's on the top and falls off. <laughs> <laughs> I broke my collarbone again. <laughs> So I'll, I'll just watch the game on the no, telly. It, Keegan, <laughs> Keegan's in the middle. You yeah. just see his head poking out of it. Just, oh, oh. Do the button up, Kev. Do the button up. The trench cut doesn't work otherwise. <laughs> oh, dear. Jordan Henderson has now scored more goals in the knockout stages of international tournaments than Wayne Rooney. Mm. Harry Next. Kane is now one behind <laughs> Wayne Rooney's 53-goal England record. Yeah. Is all this a bit disrespectful to Waza? Yeah, I think it's a bit unfair. Isn't Mind it? You, I mean, they're saying it's that he's, fact. he's still the top scorer for England. But, but people put that Henderson fact out on their Twitter last night. Mm. I just think to myself, yeah. Wayne's on Twitter. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's probably enjoying the game. He's probably sitting there. And he does and, look like the hardest man in the world right now. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and his kids might be saying, Daddy, come in. No, no, I just want to really, I really want to see Gareth's <laughs> post-match comments. I'll be through in a minute. Picks up his phone. Someone's having a dig at him. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to enjoy the yeah. game. That dig's contrib- actually trending, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's contributed a lot. Oh, dear. Who is it he slagged off as he come around and punch him in the head? That, oh. time? that was brilliant on, on Twitter. Not been Piers Morgan. I was Piers yeah. Morgan. It wasn't Phil Barsley. He's learned his lesson there. I hope yeah. Piers Morgan missed the game last night. Uh, well, he's. I don't know. Is he sort of in the Portugal training camp? Outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cristiano, outside, just one more little chat outside Cristiano's hotel room, <laughs> just as a, a room service waiter. <laughs> See what he was going on about when all that chat about Messi on the BBC, which was probably a touch too much, admittedly. Morgan yeah. was straight on Twitter. It was a bit much, this, isn't it? <laughs> oh God! Yeah. You do, you do, uh, just you knob. He's, uh, he's like he's basically like <laughs> Richard Hammond. <laughs> And Cristiano Ronaldo's Jeremy Clark. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because I think that's Hammond would still have the odd little dig at Clarkson. All right, he's like Bebop and Rocksteady to Shredder. There you go. Yeah. Right. One for the kids. I was about to say, yeah. even I've got to get my head around that one. Um, so England, yes, it was it was a good win. Lovely for Saka to score again, Jim. I know yeah. it warms your cockles. Lovely little dinked finish as Beautiful well. Beautiful finish. Was, and yeah. Phil Foden providing the assist. And Foden yeah. just... In a weird way, I, I wouldn't say quietly went about his business because he did get two assists, but he he just went about his business. Yeah, and but playing on I mean, the but playing on the left. F- it, Foden is low key, and I know again I'm going to get fucking pelters for saying this in the context that I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. But Foden, Foden is low key one of the world's best football players. Like I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean he can play any position. 
right? He always contributes. You never really see him do anything. You don't even go, oh, what? No one's ever said, mm. oh, fucking Foden. No, no, no one's I, ever said that. He has, he has not. So he's got 20 odd England caps already. I think there's this mm. kind of vibe that he doesn't, or, or chat rather, that, that, that he's just Southgate. Really doing it. Yeah, Southgate's hardly ever played him. And, and you know, but. He's part of a squad, though. But he's part of a squad. It's a modern and, game, isn't it? And also, again, like with the whole like Nations League campaign and so on, you almost just write it off. Do you know what I mean? He was clearly trying to experiment and this, that, and the other. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. We talked about that, and it's all, uh, it's all done and dusted. But yes, Foden, I think playing on that left side, you see his his quality on the right, kind of cutting in. That's not really what he does. Actually, he prefers to kind of run out. He can play there. No, of course, he can. But he won't play there for England because England have got better people there. Well, Saka plays on the right for Arsenal cutting in. Position. So why yeah. not? Why not do that? You know, Raheem yeah. Sterling actually for England has often played. On the right, and we should mention Raheem Sterling actually because yeah. that's very, very sad and really troubling sad. news, and it's and it's totally understandable. And I thought thought Southgate handled that really well post matches. Like I've talked to him, family comes first, and Southgate reiterated that family comes first, which of course it does. Mm. But it's gutting for 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 uh, for, for, for Sterling, um, obviously. But it, I mean, it's way more than that. It's incredibly troubling, and hence he's gone home. But uh, you know, we, we, we do wish him well, and we do hope his family are okay, and 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 and, and so on. Because it, it, as I say. Other than the obvious, you know, you know, really sad and horrible stuff about that, it would be a great shame if if Sterling was to miss out. Should England progress? It's terrible all around. It's obviously frightening for his family. Terrible situation. It's absolutely disgusting what what's happened. Mm. You know, it doesn't bear thinking about for him as well. You having to take that plane journey all the way home, not knowing if his family are okay. And mm. I know I'm sure he would have been reassured and everything. But you know, this is supposed to be a a, a big, you know, key moment in his career, yeah, right? Totally, and, yeah. and, and he's, he's going to potentially have that taken from him but what he'll be thinking about of course is if his family are okay there has been talk that if he can if he can hopefully get his family settled and look after them mm. and, and, they're, and they're happy for it there's talk of him coming back so we'll see yeah. um, but, but understandably I'll, he doesn't I, I totally that. agree that what Gareth Southgate said I, I completely yeah. I completely agree and it's just as well they've got the big squad now because that's the second England player of course who yeah. has gone home it's, um, it's a shame isn't it because there's, there's a two players that bring a lot of depth as well indeed alright everybody uh, let's have a quick break and then after that we will talk about France Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, Glenn. You tell us something your mom doesn't know. Yeah. Oh. 
Welcome back to the football rival, everybody. Uh, One of the most insightful Vox Pops I've ever heard. I just, yeah, yeah. And Sound is beautiful. I mean, isn't there, it? there is a, there is a little feeling of we need to we need to get all this going because we yes. may not uh, have the good vibes uh, soon enough because France away in the quarterfinal because they beat Poland three one. Jim, there is a defensive Maguire class incoming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely, yeah. I mean, yes, Maguire. There was a couple of times against Senegal where his lack of pace was nearly exposed which I can't see being a problem against France um, <laughs> he'll, he'll get tired right he's run so much yeah indeed and he's really old in Bappe now as well but yes it was it was 3-1 to France of course uh, before we mention Bappe we should mention Olivier Giroud who became France's all-time leading goal scorer with 52 goals. Yeah, beautiful. Well, Mate, very literally beautiful scene. Took his goal very, very well. Real striker's goal. Yeah. Mm. I love the way he hit it into the ground. The, did, the confidence in that is... Yeah. He did a little... Did he sort of make a little T-shape yeah, with his... I, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Has Henri um, been critical of him? I don't know, but I think I loved, thought it was great. I did as well. <laughs> I, I hope Henri hasn't been critical of him, but he did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm all for it. Well, it's yeah. either sort of a tribute or a dig, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. Either or, more Giroud of a get wins. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I find for a while. Yeah. I find Mbappe's like what is it? Oh, exactly. twenty goals behind exactly. him and twenty three. Very much a a temporary uh, situation, but I mean, you should should enjoy it for now and and absolutely be proud of it. I, I find Giroud quite a fascinating character, chiefly mm. because his reputation for those who are for Premier League fans is kind of it's a little bit kind of you know okay. It's like, yeah. so people are okay. He's a good player. You know, quite quite. Um, interesting to watch you know but people used to focus quite a lot on the stuff he couldn't do mm-hmm. they would talk about his goal record but if you actually look at his career the things he's won the, the things he's achieved mm-hmm. the way for example in 2018 in the world cup he mm-hmm. was absolutely pivotal to to france winning it they they, they brought him in didn't they after the first soonest wasn't having that though the other day was he well he's what did he say i didn't see <laughs> it like, well, he, didn't, he didn't didn't score goals That's absolute nonsense he was yeah. a huge huge part well, of his link up play is, is exceptional i don't care if he's got the gold medal <laughs> Did he score any goal? Was essentially what yeah. old Suey was saying. The gold medal's fine, mm. but has he really convinced me in my own mind and robbed me of all my deeply held prejudices over a lot of long time? If not, he's not won anything. Don't care me. if he played loads of minutes and started all or maybe most games. Uh, <laughs> he didn't play his part. But uh, do you know, he probably Pogba's fault. He got his thing. <laughs> Uh, Bad can't even blame him this time. Yeah. Uh, he only got his first cap at the age of 25. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, when we talk about his goal-scoring record and say, oh, well, Mbappe, you know, but he, he was a late bloomer. At 21, he was playing like the third division or something. He so, was, yeah. So I just feel like that, that, that he massively changed things for France in the last World Cup. We all know that, and whatever Graham says, we all know that. And he's a, he's a pivotal part of this team based on what we've seen so far, bearing in mind that actually he's only even in it, the team, yeah. because of the injury to Benzema. So... Mm. I and he's think, 36 as well. I think he, he does not look 30. Well, he doesn't look 36. Yeah. And he's not playing he like, play like a 36 year old. Indeed, he? yeah, he's, he's full of. Uh, what does a 36 year old play like? Uh, they've slowed down. They've lost uh-huh. a bit of vision. Got a uh, Liam Gallagher type haircut. <laughs> Liam Gallagher type haircut. Wear like a yeah. wear like a big, one of those big long coats. Skinny Sparky jeans jackets. that are just not quite. You know, should yeah. be should be wearing now. Goes, goes to Butlins weekenders. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Ah, oh, wonderful. Yeah. I, I missed that. Brewing their own beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were denied potentially the goal of the tournament when his bicycle kick was ruled out. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean I he's 36, he's doing bicycle kicks. It wouldn't be goal of the tournament. Who said that? He's, oh, it'd be up. There was no keeper. Up. Yeah. yeah. The keeper still. was lying in a heap in a heap on the floor. It shows you the confidence the man's playing I will playing not with. have you angering Richarlison ahead of England potentially playing them. Well, I can't because... Uh, because yeah, that one counted, yeah, uh, of course. But yes, yeah, so so Giroud, uh, great. I mean, look, but Poland should have gone one nil up. We talk about Senegal with their chances. A glorious opportunity was it Zelensky who it fell to? I forget now. Mm. 
I mean, when it when the ball cuts across to him, it's that moment in football when when the ball is squared and then no defender clears in it, it drops mm. the man you're waiting for the net to bulge. Yeah. And he got a great connection, but right at Lloris. Now, it was a good save from Lloris, of course, but he should be burying that. Yeah, And and still, if Poland had a scored, like, well, we'd well, still fancy France. But, but you know... Poland are the internally frustrating team. And yeah. Or one of yeah. the internally frustrating teams, not just in this tournament, but in tournaments gone by as well, mm. um, recent tournaments. You look at their 11 and you think, there's a lot of good players in there. A little bit of quality, yeah. A lot of quality. Experience. They've got, they've, yeah, if, someone, if someone came in and sat down in this studio before the World Cup and said, Robert Lewandowski is the best striker in the world, you'd probably say, well, Haaland would disagree with that. Mm. But ultimately, he's part of the conversation. Yeah. Now, he can't do it all on his own, of course, mm-hmm. but they don't show, and I'll come on to why that changed slightly against France, but they don't show any ambition at all. No. They, go, they, they knock over Saudi Arabia, who are massively after their Lord Mayor show because mm-hmm. they beat Argentina mm-hmm. in the second group game. They, they roll over, really, um, they, I mean, they, they were. I didn't think they looked in trouble of, of losing against Mexico. Bore draw against Mexico, wasn't it? But of yeah. course, they missed the penalty. Mexico, and then, and it should have been Mexico getting smashed yesterday. Yeah. Would have been far more entertaining, far yeah. more interesting, far more respectful to the heritage of the World Cup. Completely I agree. agree. But, then, but then, Jim, <laughs> did Poland, you know, they used all their canny and experience to go through, didn't I they? I suppose they did by not getting booked. <laughs> Absol- what a brilliant vision they had. Not getting, let's, let's get through on discipline. Yeah. Let's no, hope they, they Argentina missed it perfectly. Some, I'd hope Argentina missed some sitters as well. Yeah. They, so. they went through by one goal in the end. At one point it was disciplinary, but they went through. Yeah, by that's one right. Goal. Yeah. yeah, it would have because Argentina, yeah. you know, as I say, they had the chance. I, I agree. If Mexico aren't going to make it for the group stage, you can fucking count me out. Well, actually, no, <laughs> I'm had, not bothered about the world. But had Mexico had scored, I mean, I know we're harking back a while now, but had Mexico scored, I think Mexico would have gone through on goals scored. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that's all done and dusted, and they were beaten by uh, uh, France, uh, of course. And uh, so, so I was just going to say, yeah. I think Poland did, to be fair to them, mm. show a bit more ambition, more ambition they in this did. game than yeah. they had in the others. Agreed. Only is, a short period, though. I yeah, know it's exactly. easier said than done against France, but it, it, yeah, they did. It, it felt like they had a spell of about 10, 15 minutes mm. where you remembered that it was possible that they might well, actually say, win. They, mm. they carved out a chance there, and, and, and they looked right for line, weren't they? But when you, yeah. when you do that and you don't take a really good opportunity, then just before half time, Giroud scores. And France, a little bit like England against Senegal, when France scored, you, you can see the good feeling and the good mood in the camp. Um, we, we talk about England having a great mood, and they do. England's camp is a very harmonious place, but so is France mm. as well. Like, apparently Didier Deschamps has had a lot of credit for that with among the French players, and we've not always seen uh, harmonious uh, camps, of course, with France at, at tournaments. Um, but but that's what it is. And and when they, they celebrate, it's like, yeah, here we go. The opposition will look at that and go, oh, flipping heck. But there's been, it's, it's, such a, it's, such a crew, yeah. it's such a blow. Three out of the four quarterfinals, four, four quarter, um, second round games we've seen so far. Yes. It's four of them. Three of them have had a heartbreaking goal before half time. Exactly. Yeah. The only one that hasn't is the Australia game, which arguably, I mean, that was about 10 minutes before half time. Yeah. Still the same kind of thing. I, but talking about cruelly denied goal of the tournament, when, uh, what's his name? Um, Behidge or, or um, the, the Australian fullback yeah. da- danced through. Forgive yeah. my pronunciation there. Yeah, yeah, that was an amazing oh, run. Yeah. Amazing run. Sol Campbell-esque. But, but, <laughs> but what you get the feeling with the France-Poland game is you get the feeling that if Poland had scored when the, when you, at the period of time you're talking about, it probably still would have been 3-1 to France. Yes. Like, because France yeah. would have come out, they were by far the better team. They 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 didn't really seem that troubled by Poland and and in a, in a way, the way that that kind of period of time that Poland mm-hmm. were the better side, the way that France handled that, you know, we talked about England before the break looking a bit vulnerable, conceding chances. 
It's the second round of a, of a World Cup. Mm. You're probably going to concede chances. Yeah. It's very, very unlikely you're going to get through to the second round of a World Cup and not have something about yeah, you. Yeah. And France are the clear one off the line. France conceded three big chances in a row against Poland. Mm -hmm. The third one, the third final chance was involved in uh, Varane clearing off the line. So if, if, if France can be vulnerable against Poland, mm. they can certainly be vulnerable against England. And I, I don't realistically think there's any team that's come through this group stage and not had their not had their moments. Mm. Um, I thought the USA were deserved to lose against Netherlands, but they showed a bit. Well, I mean, they scored Pulisic a goal. Had that chance. He right, had a really it? good chance. Australia scored, and that was a mad, wild deflection. Yeah. Um, but they they had their moments as well. Poland had that period of time. So I, I just think every no, team right, is going to have right. a period of time in a knockout game because that's just the way that the, the tournament yeah. is. And I just I just wish. I just wish we wouldn't concede chances just for my, my state of mind. It'd be nice, nerves. wouldn't it? I think, you know, if if we're going to get something against France, we need the biggest performance of the Southgate era. Mm -hmm. uh, some luck. Hopefully the Hugo Lloris Rick that he hasn't used Oh, he's always yet. got it in him. Exactly. And if I'm being very greedy, an off day from France. But uh, I, think <laughs> yeah. the, 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 I think for me, the reason that, they're, that they are clearly the favourites at this point is, is that, that midfield, yeah. yeah. Like, Rabio, Griezmann and, and Schuermany, like they, they look like they've been playing together for about 10 years. Griezmann's it is, it has got everything in it. Griezmann's been my favourite mm. player to watch. The mm. way he's just floating in and out, digging balls all over the place, yet seeming to be everywhere at the same time. It's like he's passing to himself yeah. all over the place. It's well, that's what fantastic. I'm concerned about because, again, those types of players... Uh, often England have, have, have struggled against. And know. Rabiot is not dissimilar in a lot of ways as well. Mm -hmm. He seems to be absolutely everywhere. Yeah, indeed, so yeah. it's going to be a fascinating battle in the midfield because England's midfield has been really enjoyable as well. Uh -huh. But I think the quality France have is is just the best of the tournament. Well, and that leads us back to the, 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 the thing we touched on in the first half is, is, is how do England then set up? Because myself and I'm sure a lot of other people think, you know, okay, if and when England do get to these bigger games in the tournament... Does Southgate refer to the three-four-three, just to to make that defence a bit more solid? Because Mbappe plays off the left, of course. If you've got Carl Walker on the right side of the three, and then maybe Trippier as wing yeah, back, you think double thinking. up on him, and that kind of makes sense. Walker However, didn't have his best game yesterday. No, he didn't. Be said, but no, he was rusty. Yeah, he was a bit rusty, which is a which is a bit of a concern. But you know, he's coming back from injury, so he's got some more minutes under his belt now. But but having said that about the three-four-three, then you have the problem with the midfield. And I just think the way England have been playing with, the, with that midfield, I don't know, he might be tempted to play and stick with the 4-3-3 through three and match him up. Because if you look at in previous tournaments, obviously in Russia they played 3-5-2. That was their position throughout the tournament. Fairly fairly rigid. They knew their jobs in it and it took them far with a fortuitous draw. In the Euros, which I think is obviously a bit more of a, a better example to use, actually Southgate played 4-3-3 for, for a lot of it. It was against Germany he deployed the 3-4-3, but that was to match up Germany. Yeah, He basically thought, right, we'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you because Germany were playing wing-backs, which were very effective in that group game against Portugal in that tournament. So I, th I think he thought, right, we'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe and we'll do you. And they did. But then against Ukraine, it was a 4-3-3 because, again, expected to be on the front foot. Denmark, you know, similar. And then against Italy, he went 3-4-3 as well. So it's a, it's a slightly small sample size. They tried out the three four three in the in the Nations League a bit more. It Stop didn't... saying numbers. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I won't tell you the scoreline. Uh, but so they, so they tried that. So I'm intrigued. So what 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 do you think? Do you, you think he should go back three then? Um, I I think he probably will because the threat of Mbappe in particular is uh -huh. just so um, so dangerous. I mean, France will score. Like you look at the way they play, <laughs> it's a safe, it's, it's a safe bet, but it, but it's almost guaranteed, isn't it? Yeah. So the you and I were talking about this in the like it's not guaranteed. The other. Did you see 
those two Mbappe goals. Yeah, but you, you, you can have a say. Right. Right. But, but it's but it's it's very 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 likely. So you have to plan for it, right? And obviously the way the way England control games, we haven't really seen what happens when you go one nil down, right? So mm. I th- I think he will put that extra level of security in. I think he will go walk go into the back three and then have Trippier play mm-hmm. on on the right side. I don't know how you. I don't know who comes out in the middle. Probably Henderson. Yeah. Um, I worry about the boys on Dembele's side as well. Well, yeah. There's, yeah there's <laughs> don't that. forget him. There's that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he probably will take that safer option. I think he might change it up within the game. Well, okay. So this game could go some way to almost a def- defining Southgate his tenure as as England manager, Luke, because immediately and it's and I get it. He's thinking, okay, well, will will he take the safe approach, or is this the time? And I think this is the whole handbrake. You know, chat and so on. Is is it a time of? No, do you know what we've got ourselves a four three three with a good midfield and blah 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 yeah. blah. We will match up with you and we'll have a good go. My my take is different to Jim's. Uh, I'm not saying Jim's wrong because we don't know. Mm. Um, I I. Well, it's not Mystic Jim, is it? No, he's no. not. Yeah. He's not Sven the I'm Rainer. Not some sort of psychic <laughs> animal. <laughs> Can we get Sven the Rainer to put his face in a in a formation bucket? <laughs> Then see what he's really made of. Yeah, that, he's, got, he's got a one-one-eight there. Yeah, yeah. No, that was an option. Yeah, uh, I, I think he. I don't think he should change, and I don't think he will change. Why is that? Um, because I think he, with what Henderson, a lot of talk about what Henderson's brought to the midfield. Because the momentum is important in the tournament, mm-hmm. and he's got a settled team. Now, what I'm saying when I say I don't think he should change, and I don't think he will change, is I don't think he'll change the shape. Mm. I think he'll stick with the shape. Uh, he may change one of the. Um, one or maybe more than one of the attacking front three, maybe because he thinks it's different challenges that will suit different players that France have got. I suspect Foden will start, though. Uh, possibly, yeah. But but to answer the question, the reason I don't think he should change is because I think that he will look at that France team and say they've got outstanding individual players. Mm. And I, this is perhaps going to sound a little bit counter counterfactual, counterintuitive. I I feel like France might actually win, but I think if it, I think England can win yeah. I think the way England can win is to just look at the team sheet France have got in front of them I think France's midfield's good I don't think it's amazing mm. I, I think you know Chiumeni's obviously gone for a lot of money he's got a lot of potential um, I didn't think he was brilliant against Poland yeah. and he's still a fairly young player I think Rabiot is, is, is coming into form and he's been good recently and he's a good player and his ceiling's very high yeah. but he's also capable of some stinking performances mm-hmm. as well and I think you look at the front three if you're going to call it a front three, because I know they kind of play Griezmann maybe a little bit behind Giroud and it's whatever. I don't want to get bogged down with that. Too many numbers. Um, <laughs> Leave but, it to me. But if you call it a front three, I don't think they get for a lot of work. I don't think Mbappe wants to work. Mm. I don't think um, Dembele wants to work. And I don't think Giroud can work. I think Giroud wants to do it and could probably do it for 60 minutes, mm. but he can't press the whole game. I think that they talk a lot about um, the, the problems at fullback that France have got, playing mm. Kunde perhaps a bit out of position. Um, Hernandez played, didn't he, left back and, and wonder whether he's a bit exposed. Well, the reason he's a bit exposed if he is is because Mbappe doesn't want to work. Yep. And I don't think, if you look at this England team, you can't say they what you do like want about them. Foden wants yeah, to work. Say what you like Saka about them. wants to do it. Say yeah. what you like about them. I'm not saying they're the best things at sliced bread. I'm not saying they win the World or Cup. Sliced veg. Veg. Yeah. <laughs> sliced veg, sorry. Uh, but they work hard. And there's there's potential there I think for for England to find some joy if they can press um if they can press France back Walker needs to have a Carl Walker game yeah. that he didn't have last night yep. he needs to have one of those to keep Mbappe quiet I think Rice is going to get for a lot of work covering for him yeah. if they stick with the back four Rice is going to have to do a lot of that mm-hmm. but Rice and Henderson should be providing that platform for Bellingham to do his thing France would have watched that game last night 
and they would have thought, fuck me, I do not want to be playing against Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. They would have thought that. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Lloris thing, which I think is pertinent because I think he's always got a problem. He's a good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. But we saw Comes him... off his line for penalties. Well, that, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but he, Lloris had a stinker in the... Uh, he dropped a clanger in the World Cup final. He did, yes. And it didn't matter because France scored four. But So there's a lot of joy there for England to have if they can manage their nerves and if mm-hmm. they can play the game and not the occasion... I think France, I've checked with our friends at Betfair and France are favourites going into the game. They are. They are the world champions. It's as simple as that. I don't care about that. I think it's a 50-50 game. Really? I think France, perhaps because I'm being pessimistic, I think France will win. But I think England can very, very much win if they apply themselves properly. To me, it's a 50-50 game. Yeah, no, I I think that's probably right. Yeah, for me, I would probably put it, you know, maybe 60-40 in France's favour. But again, this is the time. These are the games... That, that England have been uh, criticised for under Southgate. They've, they've got to make it count. Not, not just Southgate. You know, it's, no, it's, no, no, of course, of course. They've got to build. They've got to build. And they've, got to, yeah. they've got to start beating. There's a big step in that direction was beating Germany in the Euros. Yeah. If they can beat a France in the World Cup, that's yeah. another big step. Well, this is it. We talked about steps under Southgate, getting to the semi-final, then getting to the final. Yeah. And, and this is a chance for England. It really, really is. But I tell you what, one of those sides will go away thinking, how, how have we got... You know, though both of these teams are all thinking we're going to be in this tournament for as many games as you, as you possibly can play. And if they get back to their hotels and the staff aren't waving the flags and, and all that yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. stuff, you see, they'll think to themselves, I, I don't I don't believe but, it. But that's what the World Cup's all about. Well, I mean, of you course think, it is. You think Netherlands and Argentina want to play each other? No, but I think France and England is a bigger game than that. that I mean, Netherlands and Argentina is a classic World It's Cup a lovely game. one. But can I, I think the Netherlands will do them. The one final thing I didn't say in terms of matchups mm. is that Maguire's had a good tournament, right? Mm. And I'm not saying that he will have a great game against France because obviously I don't know. But if you were going to pick a striker to match up against Maguire, you'd probably pick someone like Giroud. Yeah, I know mm. what you mean. And I think, I think, of course, Stones, if he plays on that right centre-back thing, which he probably will, and Walker and Rice are mm-hmm. going to have their hands full of Mbappe. Yeah. But if you match up Giroud against Maguire, mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah, well, we, we, we shall see. But I, yeah. I, 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 get, I get your point. Will Jules uh, Kunde wear a chain for, for the match? Always nice to have a Jules in there. What? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> what was that about when you have half an hour to take I, it off? It's like, he must have just forgotten it was on, right? People who play Sunday morning football know this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, think I find it, kick it. them out. <laughs> At the risk of sounding like a... Um, an oldest, the, the oldest man in the world. Mm-hmm. I find it odd when you see him all chewing chewing gum as well. I know what you mean, yeah. That's slightly Do different. But... Do they know it takes seven years to digest? Yeah, Do they swallow it? Don't swallow that for yeah. crying out loud. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's just enjoy the fact that England are very much still in the World Cup. Uh, but it's a Saturday night, that one. So um, we uh, shall see. Uh, tonight uh, and today, gentlemen, we've got a couple of games, of course. Japan versus Croatia and Brazil versus South Korea. Uh, sad news uh, for Gabriel Jesus. He's been ruled out for the rest of the tournament because of a knee injury. Yeah. And there's suggestions that uh, Chichi knew this but played him against Cameroon on Friday anyway and he dismissed that as evil lies. I can't imagine that is true. But it's a great shame for, for Jesus. Yeah, it's the worst thing that could have happened from an Arsenal perspective. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> Think of it from, from your own sort of point of view. Uh, but, but it is a great shame for him missing Absolutely. out on the tournament. And, you know, Brazil... Apparently Neymar has been declared fit to play, which... I hope is right because if there's one player they might rush back uh, a little ahead of time, yeah. it would it would be him. So I sincerely hope he's he's all right. Uh, but two intriguing matchups: uh, Japan versus Croatia. You would have thought is a little bit more evenly balanced, and there's a real sense of 
togetherness and, and dare I even say destiny among this uh, Japan side. Um, they look very, very uh, just full of beans. I think, I think Japan, you'd fancy Japan. Well, uh, the really? end of, I mean, they've beaten yeah. Germany and Spain. They have with with a, with tiny, tiny amounts of possession. And we know Croatia like to keep the ball and doesn't seem to bother Japan one bit. Yeah, I I do wonder if those those victories were a little bit sort of smash and grab <laughs> though, and that they weren't intending to sort of concede as much possession as they intending did. Intending to win. <laughs> well, they no, weren't intending to kind of. I, I can't imagine their game plan would have been to sort of like battle against the but odds like this with their tiny, I think, I think right, I, you know, maybe I'm watching a different World Cup to you guys and I haven't been here, have I, to, to, to be moulded and shaped by your guys' opinions as well as I normally am. I thought Croatia are an awful team. Mm. I think they're very lucky to be there. Well, I, I think Belgium's, <clears throat> you know... Belgium would have been terrible anyway. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Canada, uh, you know, gave it a good go, but a little bit of... No they were, they were really weirdly riled up for that game, though, Croatia. Yeah. Well, because it's, of the, it, the, the, the... Well, they're a funny bunch, aren't they? Footballers and, 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 and countries when it comes to football, because people... And it's all around the world. This is not unique to Croatia. You know, we know very much that it can be the case in England. People can suddenly become extremely sensitive. Yeah. And, of course, the, the, the Canadian coach, Herdman... When he made those comments, right, right, let's go and do Croatia. You know, if you words to that effect, F them, yes. yeah, indeed, yeah. And they were all offended by that. It's like he's not said, "Oh, those little slugs," or do you know what I mean? He was basically like, yeah. "Right, lads, on to the next game and let's do them." And yeah, they... but I think the reason they got beaten heavily by Croatia, Canada, is because they 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 maxed themselves against they, they Belgium. Did, they they should have won of that game, they, and they course. come out of it with nothing, and they yeah. compl- had their hearts broken again. Mm. Um, the, the only way Croatia, Croatia get past Japan, in my view, is if Japan have gassed themselves. Yeah, well, because... Croatia's canniness, you know, that's where Modric yeah. and the boys come in. But they, they, it's, it's, yeah, but it's, it's a lot of noise signifying nothing. There's no, there's a lot of possession. Quite possibly, quite they knock the ball around. They couldn't get past Belgium. And they should have. They couldn't get past Morocco. Um, yeah, Morocco are a good side. Yeah, but I mean, the point is, you come into this tournament, and whether you like it or not, you're informed mm. by the fact that Croatia got to the final last time, yeah. and they've got some players still from that period. So yeah. you go, okay, Croatia are a good team. I've not seen anything in this World Cup that says they are a good so team. So you fancy Japan? Well, surely you fancy Brazil against South Korea. Yes. Although South Korea have been a lovely side to watch, though. Well, obviously South Korea. I think again they came through what in dramatic circumstances, last minute they goal did. to go through on goal scored. Yeah. So they're, they're to beat deli- Portugal though. They're delighted to be there. It seems like a game too far for them against Brazil. Yeah. Um, I think it's Japan and Brazil win. That's my that's my mm. take. Okay. Well, we, all shall be revealed later on today. Mm. And of course, all that will be covered on on the continent tomorrow uh, when the uh, the good people on there pick through the bones of those two matches. There we are, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Luke Moore, pleasure to have you back on the show. Yeah, shout out to England because um, we're now going to be in the tournament for at le- almost another week at least, yeah. which is really good for the download. So I really appreciate sh- that. Buy your shirts, get your flags out, make the yeah. most of that time. Download uh, the podcast. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> all that goodness. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're very well. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.